Hello and welcome. You're listening to Twin You, where twins will educate you on the world's most pressing issues. Seashells, sea turtles, sea anemones, anything from the sea. Anything from the sea. This is my sister, Jackie. She has two things are happening right now with Jackie. One, precious little monster nails. Two, her dog has not chosen to be in her room. Oh my God, why did you have to do that to me? (laughs) It's the most relevant, accurate thing that's happening right now. Fine, Ashley's damn back is in so much pain that she's propped up against a pillow like an elderly woman. It feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear the relief. I put a pillow on my lower back and now my spine is in the right shape. Before, (laughs) it was like the lower back. My lower back was like a tiny C. (laughs) (laughs) I was like hunched. (laughs) Oh, that's horrible. Well, I had to work out twice today, so... I didn't have a choice and I also decided it was a beautiful day so I decided to skateboard to work mm-hmm. and the combination of those three things I think mm-hmm. caused me to have a tiny like hunchback <laughs> <laughs> you have a tiny hunchback yes is it cute I feel like I would think it was more cute if I wasn't in so much pain <laughs> the whiskey should help it'll soothe oh, your damn back so It's burning on the way down, which is exactly what I like. That's so disgusting. (laughs) Why is that disgusting? I don't know. I just think whiskey's gross. Have you had rye type of whiskey? Um, I don't think I have to try other kinds to know I don't like it. No, you don't have to. I'm just saying. Okay. Well, shit. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna do this. We're gonna do some chit chatting. Yeah. Should we Should we teach each other some stuff? Yeah, let's teach each other some stuff. Um, you want to, uh, is Taylor here? No, Taylor got her second shot for her vaccine and she's feeling it pretty hard right now. Oh, poor Tay Poodle. Yeah, her whole body's like lava hot. Oh, oh. I know. I, know. I have my first vaccine on Monday. Ooh. Wait, this is the part, I mean, I guess we kind of are like doing this in a colloquial way, but how are you? <gasps> oh, oh. I forgot. Um, I'm I'm okay. Um, you know what's funny? What? You always forget now. Yes. Yes, I know. Wow. <laughs> How the tables have turned. How the tables have turned. I right. guess I'll just sadly sip my whiskey in Buffalo. Yeah, well, go ahead and sip your whiskey with your C-shaped spine. Okay, Jackie. Yes. Jackie. Jackie. Yes. Yes. How are you? Oh. You know, I never think to like, to tell you how I am unless you ask me directly like that. I'm okay. I'm actually, actually really happy today. Um, Actually, I've been happy the last few days. It's been kind of a delightful time in my life recently. And I am really enjoying all of my freedoms of being single. Sure. Ready to mingle. And yeah um i've I, you know i've been chatting with a few babes which is up to my confidence a touch um and you know i've spent a lot more time with the smooch which has made me really happy it's all i want is just to take her to the dog park and go to my studio so it's been like very nice that does sound nice um yeah actually how are you tell me about yourself i have one question before we get into me oh how are those Grinchy paws on the smooch? Because I remember you sent me a picture last week and I just like, they were luscious. 
Oh, luscious is a great way to describe them. They're so robust. Like the, the amount of fluff exploding between each pad defies the previous pad. That's amazing. I mean, I couldn't believe the sheer volume of puff coming out of those paw pads. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to shave it, but I, I just can't make myself. Why are you, why do you have to shave it? Because apparently they slip. Oh, <laughs> Darla, <laughs> Darla often slips and I didn't realize that that was our fault. <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to shave it out because they could take a tumble, but I have enough rugs in my apartment where I feel like she probably won't slip. She doesn't really ever go, like, super fast, either. Well, she likes to jump, specifically into the bed and stuff. Sure. So, you know, boring but true. How are you? I'm good. Uh, we have our home opener tomorrow against Brockport. Ooh. We had practice today, and I think the team was kind of feeling the heat. Um, well, they have to wear masks, which is so hard as you're running around. Oh, you mean, like, like, the actual heat? Yeah. It was 70 degrees, which they're not used to. And it's 15 degrees, like, hotter on the turf. So you're talking uh, about, like, 85 degrees with a mask on running around. Oh, that's too much. So I'm honestly so excited for tomorrow. I mean, we played them once already this season. This is our second shot at them. They're so mm-hmm. beatable. I mean, they're a great team. They won the SUNYAC championship um, in sure. 20 – well, was it 2018 or 2019? The last time we were able to compete for a SUNYAC championship. So that wasn't during COVID, but the year before. And they're a great program. Their coach is really, really smart. So I'm honestly super excited to play them again. Well, I mean, first of all, that's a great use of efficacious. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> I think that you, you all, you you can do it. You've got that bangle magic. <laughs> Go bangles. Am I right? I prefer bagels. Everybody, the girls always say bagels. Hey, so um, should we, should we go into this? Ashley, teach me something. Sure, Poodle. Since you asked, I would love <laughs> to teach you today about the Marianas Trench. Are you familiar? Did you say the Marianas Trench? Marianas Trench, and you knew it's you know that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to hear about it. I only know it in name and from the myth of Cthulhu. Okay, so I'm not going to cover the myth of Cthulhu, but if anyone's interested, it's an HP Lovecraft reference, and if you are interested in mythology you better not cover it where are you covering it i will be you're not covering are you oh no no i'm not it's a cool part well cthulhu is a mythological no 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 (laughs) No. come on i can't even tell you what it is no it's a mystery it's a mysterious thing moving on we're talking about the trench not cthulhu it's a mysterious giant scorpion that lives in the trench you had to unveil scorpion that's one of the coolest facts <laughs> I would, it's like when someone um doesn't let you sneeze like you know when you're about to <laughs> sneeze and someone like like startles you or something just so you don't sneeze so you have that feeling of like needing to sneeze still yeah do you ever have somebody Except do that cool. yeah like with you just now mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> um the marianas trench is the, de- the deepest point recorded in the ocean currently so it's an ocean trench. currently. <laughs> That's actually so funny. I'm very um, funny. I love that. So I'm going to tell you a little bit of the facts about it, just like geologically speaking, before we get into what I'm actually covering. And what I'm oh. actually covering is a really cool deep sea dive that took place in the trench in the 1960s. 
<gasps> okay. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you some facts because like today I'm talking about hot trench facts, some hot trench facts that will lead really nicely into the revolutionary exploration dive of the Marianas Trench in the 1960s by Don Walsh and James. Don Picard. Walsh. Don Walsh. Is that his real name? Yeah, his real name is Don Walsh. <laughs> when you say it, it like sounds that. Like a, it kind of sounds like a Pokemon. Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, it sounds just like a Pokemon. It's like Don Walsh? Don Walsh. Don Walsh. <laughs> Don Walsh. Yeah, Don so, Walsh. <laughs> yes, Don Walsh. Don Walsh. Don Walsh. Don Walsh. Don Walsh. <laughs> it's literally the perfect name for that. <laughs> okay. Do you think he speaks to himself like that in like the bathtub? He drops something? Don Walsh. <laughs> yes, I'd like to believe that he does. <laughs> Okay, so are you ready for some hot trench facts that give us some context about why this is such a cool adventure? I would love to learn about some hot trench facts. Okay, so the first thing is the location. It is in the Western Pacific Ocean, um, east of the Marianas Islands. So to give you some idea of where this is, it's like off the coast, like east of the Philippines. Okay. So like Japan, a little bit lower, the Philippines, and east of that would be the Marianas Islands and then subsequently the Marianas Trench. Okay. Um, it is the deepest oceanic trench on Earth. So this is just kind of like, you know how I feel about these kinds of facts, like, that mm-hmm. we know of. <laughs> so we'll... we'll oh, yeah, see. like, that's the yeah. deepest point, yeah, that we can get to. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I just need a little whiskey sip there, like a little whiskey hummingbird right now. <laughs> Here's a drunk hummingbird. No shame in it. <laughs> no shame. No shame in my game. Okay, so... Just so you have an idea of its general size, it's about one thousand. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not about. It's exactly one thousand five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> you know I can't do that. <laughs> I know you can't. You just cannot fucking resist it. I can't. I can't let it go. <sighs> so it's one thousand five hundred eighty miles long and it's forty three miles wide. And um, the the deepest part on record right now is called the Challenger Deep. Okay, and mm-hmm. that's six point eight two five miles deep. Okay, that helps me, like, not at all. The feet and miles, I know, is, like, the very, like, American version of that. But just to give you some... Well, I am American. (laughs) To, to, like, give you some, like, something that you can recognize as context, you could put Mount Everest inside the Marianas Trench, and it would still be buried in 1.25 miles of water. By a sixth? I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. Like, yeah. Whoa. That's too deep. The water at the bottom of the trench is so deep that sunlight cannot penetrate to the bottom oh my god yeah and like just as we're talking about like it being like like, totally dark um let's just talk about the pressure really fast to give you an idea the pressure down there is like 1071 times the standard atmospheric pressure so like at sea level so what you're standing like right now like say you're standing on a dock the pressure that in the air that you feel around you is about mm-hmm. a little under 1,100 times less than it would be at the bottom of the Marianas Trench. Is a rhino on top of me? I, I don't have a rhino type fact for that. It's just like over a thousand times heavier down there than it is in air. That's too heavy. So I guess if you're like, I guess you could convert it to like pounds and say it's like having something that's like 11 thousand or 1100 pounds sitting on your chest 
Yikes. That's too many pounds, Ashley. It's too deep. It's too many pounds. It's too much pressure. Yeah. It's we actually, shouldn't go there. We shouldn't go there. The dense. So because it's so much pressure, the density is actually like 4.9% um, higher at that part in the water. Ugh. Are you cool with that fact? No, I don't want that to be a thing. <laughs> I get it. I just don't agree with it. I feel like that must be a lie. I don't agree with it. I don't, I don't agree with it. I, I, it's all a bunch of horse shit. It's horse shit. It's like when somebody is like, I don't agree with people being gay, but if you want to be gay, you can. Yeah. Right. I don't <laughs> agree that's with that. how I feel at all. <laughs> I, I don't agree with it being more dense down there, but I suppose if it wants to be dense, it can do it on its own time. If it has to, if it has to, it better not put it in my face. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so another couple uh, hot trench facts here. Actually, yep. this is sort of a cold trench fact. Um, oh. Um, it's roughly like 34 to 39 degrees Fahrenheit down there. Just because there's no oh. sunlight. It's really, you know, it's high very pressure. Chilly. Very cold. There's not some kind of earth crust type of heat leaking out somewhere to make it warm? Um, no, I guess not. I mean, actually, that's a little bit untrue. And I'll talk about that in a second. But the kind of... Um, earth crust leak that you're thinking of is <laughs> more is more inconsistent like okay okay so that actually goes really nicely into my next trench fact so oh yes so this trench is actually the boundary between two tectonic plates do we know or do you know what a tectonic plate is yeah i know what that is it's a plate that is on the earth and it, um, like, it shifts around and stuff and bumps into other tectonic plates, and that's what causes earthquakes. That is all very, very true. Um, Thank you. Oh, oh my God. I was going to say, four spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really true. That's a really good description of tectonic plates. A little bit more of a scientific description of it would be... Um, sure. I mean, if you could get, if you could, you could, if you could possibly <laughs> be more detailed than I was. Right, right. This is just going to be a little more detailed um, because yours was so close to the same terminology. <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, okay, so tectonic plates are just pieces mm -hmm. of the Earth's crust, and we're talking like upper mantle here. So the very edge of the Earth's crust, the very top layer, um, which when they're all put together, there's a, there's a bunch mm -hmm. of different tectonic plates, but when they're all put together, that's called the lithosphere. Um, Is that like a tectonic plate party? Yeah, it's like a tectonic plate party. Oh, it's like a there. it's like a Tupperware party for plates. <laughs> yeah, except, like picture it's a Tupperware drawer and all the lids are spread out over the ground and they're all like generally touching, but some of them are different sizes and stuff. Oh wow, that's that that really slid into a good metaphor for you, huh? Yeah, really. Get it? Thank Get you. it? Because because tectonic plates they slide around. <laughs> <laughs> You're on fire with your puns tonight. I know, I know. Oh, can she be stopped? The answer is no. The answer is no. Keep. Why would we stop you? Keep going. No, let's not stop me. Let's not. Let's see what happens. No, let's let this party roll. It's about to be hot girl summer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So um, they're usually two types. We're talking like still about the tectonic place here. So we're talking about the top okay. of our lids. Usually there's two types, um, oceanic crust and continental crust. And this this next fact is sort of just for me because I like to know what stuff is made of. But oceanic crust is generally made of silicone and magnesium, and mm -hmm. continental crust is made of silicone and aluminum. You might be asking, Ashley, why does the material matter? I am asking that, like in my brain. Oh, um, I just care about it. That's it. That's it? Yeah. I just wanted to know. 
Oh, well, I guess now everyone knows. Yeah, yeah. So that's it. Yeah, all 17 of our listeners. So back to your thing about... <laughs> Are you going to glaze over that, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so back to your comment about, like, heat leaking out of the Earth's, like, core, or, like, you know, squeak, squeaking through. Um, so these plates, these tectonic plates specifically that we're talking about, so the um, Pacific Plate and the Mariana Plate, okay, which is the two tectonic plates that are together um, that make up the Marianas Trench actually created the Marianas Islands, which the trench is east of. So. Oh, are they fun? The islands? Yeah. Are they like vacation islands or are they like the kind of islands with like a ton of snakes? (laughs) You know, I feel like it's more snakes and less vacation. No. Do you know about those islands? There's like islands around the world where like you can't go there. And if you go there, you'll be like devoured by like um, uh, gale monsters and like snakes <laughs> did you ever see that episode of planet earth this is the earth yeah but the, uh, the one where the snake like all the snakes chase the iguana the marine iguana. oh oh my god have you ever heard snoop dog like um voice that i didn't hear him voice that i've heard him voice other planet earth episodes but i would really enjoy hearing that it's extremely funny <laughs> okay so i'm going to describe to you how these plates are connected and like how they make up the Marianas Trench. So I want you to put, take your two hands and flatten them out in front of you. Okay. Okay. Done. So all flattened into one like flat paw. Okay. They are like little spatulas. Okay. I want you to take your right paw and put it slightly mm-hmm. under your left paw so that only under. your left index cover index finger is covering your right paw. Oh, okay. Okay. So the reason that this trench has occurred is because these two tectonic plates are hit each other and, and one is subducted. Okay. Subducted meaning it is under the other plate. So the Pacific plate, okay, is your right hand and the Mariana plate is your left hand. So you can see that one is slightly on top of the other. So like the Mariana plate is like shuffling its way over top of the Pacific plate. Yeah. I mean, kind of in a way it's, it's slightly over top. So you can see why on the bottom of the earth, underwater, under the ocean, this would create a trench. Yeah, yeah, it would create a trench. That's exactly what it would do. That's what it did. That's exactly what it did. So um, the reason we can kind of go back to the idea of this trench activity, this these two plates like colliding would make the Mariana Islands is because of the, you know, like I said, the Pacific plate is a little bit under that Mariana plate. There is uh-huh. a lot of water that is trapped in the minerals of the Pacific plates, so the one underneath. And this creates what's called what is called flux melting of the upper mantle. So again, tectonic plates are made of the Earth's crust or the upper mantle. And when one Mm -hmm. is subducted under the other, right, and there has to be an escape and release of water. But you can imagine if they have to get through that gap with the plate on top. Oh. A lot of heat, right? Right, 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 right. Whenever you say heat now, I'm just like, like how hot? Is it Pompeii hot? (laughs) Yeah, like really fucking hot. And it's, it, it happens, like, what happens from that, it's called flux melting, which basically means um, the upper mantle gets pushed up really fast, and it creates this friction oh. heat, and then that ends up creating volcanic islands. Oh, oh shit. <laughs> really, really filling in some gaps for me here that I missed in science class. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I like the idea of using the pause. I feel like it's like an easy way to see how the trench could form and how all this colliding could make a difference. 
Oh, for sure. Cool. All right. Well, now that we have a basic understanding of the trench, how it was formed, how the islands were mm-hmm. formed, I'd like to go into the discovery aspect of the trench. Oh, okay. Okay. So my main mission here at first when I was doing all my research was like, let me just learn about this Marianas Trench. Because I guess what I'm finding out is I just really love deep sea archaeology <laughs> and geology and, you know. Archaeology in general. Yeah, it's it's so cool. I mean, it's so cool. We could talk forever. Like, one of these days we should talk about the Caldera. We should. <gasps> okay. <laughs> but it's just, like, really cool. So, okay. Okay. So, I kind of got interested in figuring out, like, when was this discovered? How long have we known about it? That kind of stuff. Do you, um, you know, I feel like we could just, like, we're such, and I hate using this, like, we're nerds, but we're such nerds. Like, we were just talking about how exciting it would be for us both to to watch this documentary series on Hitler's uh, inner circle. I feel like we could really go to town yeah. on, like, a special series like if there was like a 10 hour series yeah probably. about the Marianas Trench I would be there for all of oh it. my god for sure and you know I don't think it's like always I think like you know the idea or the term nerd gets thrown around this is such a broad definition I feel like being curious is so different than being like annoyingly nerdy oh like a video game nerd? yeah 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 like I don't have any Cheetos on my fingers like I'm good <laughs> <laughs> not a cargo pant in sight <laughs> right right I just hope I had to put all my stuff in my fucking purse like a peasant. Like a pe- Yeah, I, you know what? I could go on and on about pockets, but um, we, we don't have time. We just don't have the time. <laughs> There's no time. We must discuss the trench. Okay, okay. So here is the discovery pathway here. And I'm going to spend most of my time talking about the initial discoveries because I find it fascinating that, you know, they're from such an old timeline that they were able to do some of these things. And then we'll talk about some of the noteworthy you know, expeditions that have occurred okay. in recent past. Well, like, you you have a lot of, like, your interests are so interesting. So, like, I'm not worried about not being captivated. <laughs> okay. Bitch, you're fascinating. Oh, that's so nice of you to say. Are you, oh, are you bashful I'm right kind now? of bashful. Well. Okay. Okay, let's start. Um, <laughs> okay, so it was first discovered in 1875, which is kind of a long time ago. Oh, that's a long time ago. How? Well, I'm getting there. So... It was discovered in a global oceanic cruise. So it's it was basically an oceanographic cruise, which means they were kind of surveying the bottom of the ocean. And they were doing this in a way that is like overly simplistic. Like you wouldn't even think, like it seems like it would take so much time because it probably did. Um, and <laughs> just so, just for like context, the ship that they were on was the HMS Challenger. And that becomes important later because some okay. of the depths that, they use as reference points are based off of like the name as HMS challenger. Okay. Good to know. So just to like show you how late, like how long ago this was, they actually recorded all of the depths in fathoms. (laughs) (laughs) In fathoms. Like that was the the unit of measurement. Yeah. Like captain Nemo, like 20,000 leagues under the sea fathoms. Holy cow. I want to measure things in fathoms. (laughs) So they recorded when they discovered the Marianas trench, um, they recorded what's in fathoms. In fathoms, <laughs> they recorded it um, by a rope and weight system. So they recorded approximately four thousand four hundred and seventy-five fathoms down was this That's... trench that was initially discovered. And this point is really important. Um, they call this depth the Challenger depth. So 
the other explorers coming forward would kind of use the challenger depth as kind of like a beginning point. So they knew where they were starting. Mm-hmm. So this, so basically 4,475 fathoms, that's about five miles. Sure. And that's a lot. That's a lot of rope. Yeah, yeah. So they basically like picture, you know, trying to figure out like you're in your rowboat, you're trying to figure out how deep a pond is and you take mm-hmm. a spool of like clothesline or whatever and you put like a brick at the bottom and then you slowly lower that down until it stops and then you get like a sharpie and you mark off where it hits the water you reel it back up and you're like okay this is how deep it is that's that's basically how they they did this during this oceanographic cruise for uh, whoever knows how long <laughs> i can't even fathom how long that took <laughs> you are really on a roll thank I you i love it so are you ready to hear about our good friend don walsh don walsh <laughs> don walsh Don Walsh. Don Walsh. Walsh. Okay. So that was in 1875. That's when things were first discovered. This this is when the Challenger Deep is recorded and used as a benchmark for the rest of the explorers coming down the pipe. Okay. Okay. So 1960 rolls around. So we're talking 875 to 1960. That's 85 years. So many years. It's a long time. So Don Walsh and James Picard. Um, we're able to record the next deepest level. And let me just get to my notes here. <laughs> Your fucking paper notes. I, I know, I know, I know. Um, so I have to go into the way all of this went down. So this is 1960 and okay. submarines for looking at depths like this are relatively mm-hmm. new. And they kind of looked like an underwater, like, like a blimp or a dirigible. And I just have to say, I know I said Don Walsh and James Picard were the two explorers that did this. Mm-hmm. But um, James Picard and his father, like, they built it. <laughs> like, they... Uh, what? <laughs> and, and they went to the bottom of the deepest fucking part of the ocean? Yeah. So in their fucking garage tin can. Yeah. And I, I always like kind of laugh at this part. Um, I can't remember what nationality James Picard is, but he's, I think he's a Swiss engineer and his father was also an engineer. So they're not like just two dudes, like stringing together, like plywood and duct tape or something. Okay. Um, in the garage. They were actually like engineering it, but it's just funny to me that like this guy and his dad built this underwater submarine that was supposed to be capable of diving you know, <laughs> like miles and miles under the water. Okay, let's talk about that for just a second, if you wouldn't mind. Would you go in that thing? No, you know, you know how I feel about submarines. It would. Take- well, I don't. Not everybody knows, but like, right? I guess. Would you go? But like, okay, you're a scientist. You you are a scientist. That's like your thing. You like science. Sure. Would you be like, oh, my God, this is such an opportunity. My fears mean nothing. I have to go down there. Would you do that? No. <laughs> All right. Resolute. You know, I just wanted to, like, verify. That doesn't seem like an opportunity to me. That seems like this is a really, really cool way to die. But you're going to die doing that. <laughs> but, like, I still don't get to go home. <laughs> right. And, like, can you imagine a worse death than your submarine taking on water at, like, 5,000 fucking feet under the water? No. I can't. I would not do it. Doesn't that sound awful? It, it well, we've already established that I won't do anything. So <laughs> that's one of the things I won't do. <laughs> you will do other things. Come on. 
I will not go into uh, the wilderness. I will not go into a, you know, an underwater cave. Absolutely not. I will not go into a submarine. It's not happening. None of that shit's happening. I want to live. Yeah, I feel the same way. So Picard and his father engineer this and their first move is, you know, this is 1958. And the the first expedition, like we said, wasn't until 1960. Mm -hmm. So what they did was they actually sold this to the American Navy. Oh, yeah. So they sold this to the Navy because at the time the Navy was undergoing like this mission where they're trying to see, you know, what the how do I put this? The geological landscape of, you know, the ocean was at the time. I feel like they thought there was some kind of military advantage with that. So um, they put this into play. They purchased this submarine, which was named the Bathyscape. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm saying it wrong. So I'm just going to spell it. Um, <laughs> but it, once I spell it, you'll be like, oh, this does sound like it sounds like that's like it's how it's spelled. Um, but B-A-T-H-Y. S-C-A-P-H-E. I think maybe you got it right. I, I hope I did, but I feel like there's got to be some like weird Swiss pronunciation of it that I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know enough about the Swiss accent to really have a way to contribute to that at all. I, I don't either. Okay, so the Navy <laughs> takes this, this um, submarine on, and they're like, cool, we're starting our mission. Now we need people to pilot it. So funny enough, sure. they only got two applications for this. nobody wanted to go in there they're like "Mm, no that's all right (laughs) they're like no thanks (laughs) i hope it goes well no yeah so one of the applications was james picard (laughs) who engineered it and the other one was from our friend don walsh don walsh (laughs) and so like i said these two guys applied for it both of them got the job because there's only two applications and they needed two people to do it (laughs) Um, I took a quote from Don Walsh. Would you like to hear what it says about him applying? Was it just him saying Don Walsh? Don Walsh? Don Walsh? Damn it, you, you stole my joke. I was going to say, it just says Don Walsh? Don Walsh? Don Walsh? <laughs> <laughs> Don Walsh. Uh-huh. And he like repeatedly spits out a fireball because that's the type of Pokemon Yeah, I is. picture him as a Charmander. I don't know why. <laughs> okay. Um, so literally the quote is, I just thought it would be fun. <laughs> His wife's like, well, we have a really good insurance policy. I'll be, really, I'll be rich. She goes, no, no, it'll be really fun. I go, go on, Don, go on, Don Walsh. She's like, Jane Walsh, Jane Walsh. <laughs> I, I don't know if her name was Jane, but it just seemed right. It did. See, it felt so right. <laughs> okay, so after two years of test dives, it was ready in 1960 for its, you know maiden voyage into the Marianas Trench. Oh my god, no way. So they made their way to the Challenger Deep, which I discussed before as being that five mile down 4,475 fathom depth that the HMS Challenger established. Um, And the the tough thing with being in a trench like that is like it's really hard to know where the width is so when you go down, you have to find out like where's the perfect place for the sub to descend. Um, And it turns out the, the way that they kind of discovered how to do that was they lit this underwater TNT and they (gasps) tracked its explosions. Cause like when it hits a rock, it'll explode. So they were able to like figure out what the sides of the trench were and like what the width of it was at the dive site based on this TNT. There's absolutely no way 
that that was good for the environment. No way. There's probably some fish that are just, like, so confused. They're like, I'm baffled. Did you see that? (laughs) I am baffled. (laughs) Just call me bamboozled. I have no idea what that was. (laughs) It was real loud. Did you hear that? I am baffled. (laughs) Um, So, you know, basically you can tell based on these explosions how deep something in. You know, if it's seven seconds, okay, took this long to fall and hits the rock, okay, it explodes. I know how deep this is. So based on that method, they were able to come up with a target area that was like 1.6 kilometers wide and 11 kilometers long. And they were like, okay, cool. We found the perfect spot to drop the sub. Um, let's kind of make a plan. And then on January 23rd, 1960, the plan was executed and they descended. Descended. Yeah. And it took a really long time to descend, which I'll talk more about later. But okay. So, you know, they're dropping down and just so we're all on the same page, like I know I said 6.825 miles deep, but that's just like Mm -hmm. our American brains needing the English system. So we're talking about close to 11,000 kilometers deep. Okay. That's Uh, roughly the 6.825 miles is roughly 11,000 kilometers. I feel like. I can't say this enough, but that is too much. It's too deep. I don't think it should happen. It's too much. <laughs> I agree. We're both very much on the same page. I am so happy they didn't mm-hmm. die. But at the same time, they would have gotten what was coming to them if they went down there and died. Yeah. Oh, oh my God. They would have for sure deserved it. And, and this next part, like, I just wrote this down because I was like, this is like the everything I need to know about being in a submarine dive. This is like the cherry on top of why we'll never enter a submarine. So, like I said, they're reaching eventually about 11,000 kilometers and around 9,400 kilometers, they hear this loud bang. (gasps) No! And they're like, that's weird. What's that? And (laughs) actual, actual dialogue. No, it really went more like Don Walsh. (laughs) Is that joke too old now? (laughs) I don't think so. I love it. Um, so Don Walsh was all about like, oh, you know, it's not the vehicle. What is it like? Did we hit something? I didn't see anything The the measurement, like the instruments were fine, working fine. So they're like, okay, whatever. So when they came back up, I, I would never have been like, whatever. I'd be like, get us to the surface. I would be like <laughs> clawing my way through the plexiglass. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't care if this is four inches wide. I got to get through it. I, I can't imagine us in that scenario. <laughs> We wouldn't do well. No, we, we would not. <laughs> we would not do well. First of all, we would get there halfway through and we would like, we would, the water, there'd be like three inches of water above the tin can that they built. And we'd be like hyperventilating. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like when Fletcher hears like a, a nice faint rain outside. Yeah. Your ear actually turns towards <laughs> the fucking sound. Ooh, this would be so scary. Okay. Okay. So they heard this loud bang and it was like unsubstantiated. And then as it turns out, when they, when they resurface later on, they open up. So like they're in this compartment where they pilot the sub and that's like separated from the entrance. I, I'm not, I'm going to call it a hallway, but it's like really small. It's like an entrance foyer, we'll say. <laughs> so fancy. But they're separated from this foyer by like a steel door that is cranked shut. So it's like very well Oh my sealed. God. But in that foyer area, there was a plexiglass window that cracked and flooded that entrance tunnel. Mm-mm. So they got to the no, surface no. and they were like, oh shit, this was flooded the whole time. They didn't even know. Okay. 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 Like, 
why do we need to know what's down there so bad? It's dark. <laughs> I, you know what? Who can say? Who can say what, what was driving that? I mean, like, sure, I'm curious about that. I'm curious about a lot of things. I do not think I, I don't think my curiosity, oh, excuse me. I don't think my curiosity at that point would be outweighing ready to survive. No way. No way. It shouldn't. That's not how biology Yeah, works. and I don't care if that doesn't make me sound adventurous. I don't need to sound adventurous. I'm good. I don't have wanderlust from the bottom of the Marianas Trench. No, I want to see things that are like, yeah, I'd love to see that mountain. Sure, I would love to go swimming with, you know, sharks, whatever. But I'm not trying to go to the bottom of the fucking ocean to see what's down there. It's dark. That means we weren't supposed to see it. Can't we just accept that not everything is ours? Right, and like everything that lives there is specifically tailored to live in high pressure, no sunlight, like destitute alien world. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. I'm not trying to die in like a fucking dark, watery, suffocating coffin. Yep. Yep. We're on the same page. So this is like this idea of that entrance tunnel flooding is like really profound to me because it took them five hours to descend. (gasps) No, that's too much. And they were only on the bottom for like 20 minutes. So this tunnel was probably filled like the whole time and who knows like five hours is a long time that's like almost like that's ten and a half hours if you include their downtime on the on the surface of the like my heart like I'm sweating (laughs) but like ten and a half hours and that was flooded most of the time or maybe not most of the time but it was flooded enough time like probably like 75 percent of the time that tunnel was flooded I'm like no thanks no no yeah no absolutely we don't need it we don't we want to like let's have a nice why doesn't anybody just want a nice life? <laughs> Why do we have to go to the bottom of a trench or like in a fucking cenote or can't we just have a nice time? <laughs> you know what though? I do like knowing about this. I'm happy that they did it and they must have like, what's the region of your brain that controls fear? It makes me wonder with these guys, if they have a different like relationship with fear, like, do you know who Alex Honnold is? Mm, he's the he's the guy who did the the yosemite thing yeah yeah he's a free climber so he like climbs i'm sure he does other kind of climbing i think there's like a documentary about him that's like really really good and i don't know if it's on netflix or where you can find it but it's so awesome he basically free climbed el cap with no rope and what is el cap it's like a el cap el capitan (laughs) Um, it's a mountain in yosemite that you can climb a rock face in yosemite (laughs) i don't think you're making an ass of yourself it's in yosemite it's a rock face you can climb Um, But in that documentary, he went to a neurologist and they did a scan of his brain. And it turns out that he had less activity um, in his amygdala. Is that what makes your brain like think about fear? Yeah, it's like it's the brain, the part of your brain that like controls your fear response. So there was like either either smaller. Yeah. So for his, it was either smaller or there was less activity. So his relationship with fear is just different than the average brain. So. Oh, Excuse me. Well, then I don't feel so bad. Yeah. So I'm wondering if like Don Walsh and James Picard also have like, do they, are they predisposed to have a different relationship with fear than the average bear? I mean, it could be, although I want to reiterate, I want to say something a little different here. I don't feel bad about being scared. That's legitimately reasonable. Sorry. Yeah, no, I agree. So I, sure. <laughs> I don't feel bad either. I feel like, you know what? That's telling me something important. Like, that's information that I should be listening to. Yeah. Don Walsh, maybe Don Walsh is just Don Walsh, but he was, you know what? Don Walsh was trying to tell us, but he was saying, Don Walsh? Don Walsh. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> he was like, I'm just not afraid. Okay, that's exactly what he was saying. We had to translate it, but now we know. Yeah, thank goodness. Yeah. So, okay, on the way down, this is, like I said, five hours to descend, 20 minutes on the ocean floor, five hours back up. And during that time, um, Don Walsh had a couple cool quotes about the things that they saw. And <laughs> Did he? I know. <laughs> I'm not doing it this time. Um, Please. So he said, um, Don Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, that is the last ever living time. <laughs> I can't help it. I love it so much. <laughs> okay, okay. It's the last time. I swear to God. Okay, so he saw what he said was like, it looked like upside down snowstorms. And he saw all these tiny glowing animals that now we know that's Ooh. called bioluminescence. Um, are you are you familiar with bioluminescence? I sure am. Oh, that's great. So for our listeners. I, I, I uh, pause. I, um, I love sharks. You might remember. Um, I do. Yes. And there are some deep sea sharks that are also bioluminescent. Tell me about them. Cool. Well, you know, they just do like, well, first of all, they eat bioluminescent food. So like they have bioluminescence within their bodies, but their skins don't have a lot of pigment because they don't need it to protect them from the sun. Sure. So um, they're bioluminescent and are eating bioluminescent prey, which makes them like little, little lights, like little glow sticks. Like little, Isn't that funny? They're like cute underwater fire not fireworks what do you call those guys firebugs firebugs oh yeah like um fireflies Mm -hmm. well you know except for they're scary predators but they also have you know their eyes don't work (laughs) (laughs) okay wait would you like to hear our one plankton fact today (gasps) oh i would chris won't listen without a plankton fact he won't so i have strategically placed a bioluminescent plankton fact into this yay so as we know plankton are tiny marine Mm -hmm. organisms um, mm-hmm. They're sometimes on the ocean surface. Sometimes they are deep. There are bioluminescent plankton called dinoflagellates. Have you heard of these guys? I haven't, but they sound gross. <laughs> okay. So they are not gross. They are awesome. In fact, they make the ocean surface sparkle at night. So, oh. yep, yep. So if you're, you know, right, for example, what you'll see too, if you're riding like a powerboat in the ocean, like at night, you'll see that the waves that the powerboat like casts off are actually sparkling a little bit. And that's because oh. of these bioluminescent plankton. Wow. Yeah. So romantic. And they are. <laughs> so, They're very romantic plankton. What's that? They're very romantic. In plankton. general. Yes. It's some of the sexiest, uh, <laughs> some of the sexiest tiny marine organisms that you can find only some of them though there's a real party down there <laughs> it's a real party um so that's our plankton fact um they do not synthesize luciferin so that means they absorb it and that means that they bioluminesce wow yeah, yeah. um so that's our plankton fact we can move on from that all right okay next time so they touched down on the seafloor they reached that 6.825 miles that i told you about before that is the deepest that anyone to this point had ever gotten into the marianas trench okay wow yeah wow did they did they live oh they lived yeah they got back up and actually it was funny he was saying in the article that they like the interview on him when they were down there they were briefly talking like oh wow it's gonna be like two or three years until someone else comes back down here Everyone's going to be so interested in this. Like, can't wait to see who does it next. Mm-hmm. Turns out when they got back, um, the Navy abandoned this mission because they were like, it's not going to give us a military advantage. We're not doing it. The stuff we oh. have dives deep enough. And then it was five decades until somebody came back. Holy crap. <laughs> five decades. This is a long time. 
Wow. I mean, probably not much change down there. I'm like, right? I, I mean, would guess like... no. I would guess no. Um, well, I mean, unless Cthulhu was actually down there. Well, yeah, could happen. Could happen. Could happen. Wow. Okay. Wow. So the Mar- Mariana's Trench is like real scary. Did we learn anything? We did. We did learn a few things. Um, I'll go into the marine life that we learned about. We talked about bioluminescence. There's also a lot of bioluminescing um, animals and plankton. Er, well, I won't call them plankton. Um, plankton's a pretty general term. I don't think people understand that. It's like an umbrella term sometimes. So there's some small microorganisms that bioluminesce. There's some really crazy and creepy um, sea life down there. But I do want to quickly touch on the most current and recent exploration dives that happened five decades after Don Walsh and James Picard dove. Oh, okay. Is Don Walsh still alive? He is still. Kind of want to write him. Yeah. Oh, he well, is. as of 2019, he was still alive. I kind of want to write him a letter. <laughs> be like, and the whole thing just be Don Walsh over and over. <laughs> I was going to say, you could only do it if you only say Don Walsh the whole time. <laughs> I think he'll understand. <laughs> well, he, he has to know. He's the only one who would. I, I might actually be saying expletives to him and I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. He'll have to send back like a some kind of dialectic understanding to you <laughs> a key yeah yeah it'll be like son of sam is what you sent him and then he'll send you <laughs> it decoded next you know how he had like that um it looks like a word search almost yeah i'm sure the son of sam is like oh wait he's dead now is he did he ever get caught it- um i might be confused but i thought the son of sam was um what's his name uh I think he's. I think he was caught and he died. Oh, was he? Son of Sam. Son of Sam. Yes, but not the Zodiac who you're thinking of. No, Son of Sam. I thought. But, well, we can talk about this at a different time. But okay, there are two more recent dives where they actually reached similar depths. No, wait, 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 wait. I know that we're like on another thing, but Son of Sam was Amer- David Berkowitz, and he, I believe, is dead. Oh, that's right. That's right. They did catch Berkowitz. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, five decades later, you would not believe who is the person that actually went down there. Who? Who went down there? Do you know James Cameron? Do you know who that is? Like the movie guy? Yeah, the director. So, he's the one that did, like, Avatar and Titanic. He, did, he actually took the first solo dive and reached a depth of, like, 35, 36, almost 36,000 feet. So, 35,787 feet. Did... did... Did he lose his job as a director? No, I think he must have used it. Like, this is me just, like, not knowing why he went down there. But I'm wondering if he went down there, like, you know, to research for a film oh, yeah. or something. You know what? Actually, for the Titanic, James Cameron is one of the most, like, person people who've been to the Titanic the most. And um, done the most research on the Titanic because of the movie. And um, the Titanic is, like, technically a uh, gravesite. Oh, is it really? Oh, it's like kind of controversial that he went down there. Oh, it's a great. Why would they make that? Well, I guess it kind of makes sense. There's a lot of deaths. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Not like it's funny. It's not funny that there's a lot of deaths, but like, I mean, they've been dead a real long time. So it's cool that James Cameron did this, but also it's like, okay, so we're talking about, remember how we said that like it was almost 11,000 kilometers that the other two guys went. So I want to make one quick edit. Um, as I'm doing the conversions, I realized that I said 9,400 kilometers when I meant 9,400 meters. Oh. So I don't know if anyone okay. cares about that because it's metric, but I just want everybody to know that it's not 6,800 miles. 
You mean it's not through, like the Earth's fucking crust? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not through the core of the Earth. <laughs> I, just, I need everyone to know. Um, so, <laughs> I need everyone to know that I know. Yeah, so Don Walsh, just to like make sure the timeline is complete, Don Walsh, James Picard made it down about 10,916 meters. And then James Cameron made it down 10,908 meters. So not quite as deep as them. So they still had the deepest um, excursion on record. But then we had, um, most recently in 2019, there was an article written about this guy, Victor Vescovo. Okay. So he was able to make it down to 10,927 meters, which is, is much closer to seven miles. Yeah. Yeah. That's very, that's a lot. I mean, it feels like when it's that deep, each foot makes a difference. Yeah. Oh my God, for sure. And he did it um, in a solo submarine called the DS, or it's called the DSV limiting factor. <laughs> that's the submarine's name. The limiting fit. Wow. <laughs> Definitely fucking scientists name that. They need like an art person on that crew. <laughs> Maybe they do. At least, you know, think about if you have an art person on there to at least visualize the kind of stuff that they were seeing. It might be kind of cool to have that. Because I'm sure you can't take It'd be pictures. way more interesting. Yeah. Oh, pictures? Can I look? No, no, no. I'm saying they, I'm sure they don't have pictures. Like it would be. Well, I'm going to look for a picture. Okay. It would be good to have artists, oh. I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, like we help everything. Also, how do you spell Mariana's Trench? I'm not sure. Uh, M-A-R? M-A-R. But you can look it up later. Ah, uh, <laughs> Please. So, um, I'm gonna that try. was the most... <laughs> that was the most recent is uh, Vescovo's dive. And yeah. he only... I mean, it was like, what, 21 miles deeper? Or 21 meters deeper than... Um, Don Walsh and James Picard. So, like, 1960, that's not too bad. Yeah, I mean, they did a really good job. And especially for being in that, like, Swedish tin can. <laughs> I, I know, I know. So, there's only... Wow. Um, my last two things, and I don't know, do you want me to keep going? Because I can stop now if it's too much stuff. No, 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 this is great. I would... Lo also, looking at the pictures of the Marianas Trench, it is grossly dark. <laughs> it's so dark and scary. I don't like it. So, um, so I want to hear your other two things. Tell me your things. So basically I just found a couple of animals that I thought were kind of, you know, <gasps> yay, noteworthy. And this is the time where I think you should take out your phone to Google some pictures because, all right, I'm ready. Okay. So the first animal that you can find at these depths is called the gulper eel. Gulper eel. Gulper eel? Like a, like the, the, the snake thing. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, so it looks like a high heel shoe. <laughs> it really does. For those of you who are listening, it's basically a giant mouth with a tail. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to laugh. It's so. It's it's it looks. <laughs> it it kind of looks like it's like big smiling, but it's like face, like its mouth. <laughs> It looks like it has a hinge, like just like one little point of contact. <laughs> yeah, I mean, basically, it's a mouth with a tail. And, you know, the, the thing about animals at this depth is that they are only built and like um, evolved to survive at this depth. So this this animal lacks a true body because that reduces the risk of pressure, like pressure damage. Oh, can I can I give a description for other people? I would love a description. I would be so happy. Imagine a horseshoe with teeth <laughs> that has teeny tiny eyes and like 
like a skin whip <laughs> on the back of it. <laughs> Ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Maybe when you post this on social media, you can, like, put the gulper eel on there. I will. Okay. So the next animal is called the Yeti crab. I'm supposed to look it up. Okay. So this crab is covered in soft blonde hair and it lives (laughs) in those superheated vents that we're talking about. Oh, oh, oh. Yeti crab. Oh, Oh, it's horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's pretty gross looking. Oh my God. I can't look at it any longer. (laughs) Yeah. It's that's about right. Oh my God. Why is it so, it's like a, like a, like a wet, slimy looking crab with like like tinsel stuck to its legs yeah it looks very tinselly definitely but its tinselly legs are probably like ciliated or something no i don't think it's silly i think it's just hair and when you said it's like we're like dot 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 i was like delicious (laughs) (laughs) i cannot imagine you probably have to get through a lot of hair well when you know if you boil them and crack them open you don't even care about the hair on the outside Oh my God, you're a savage. I, you know what? I always, I, man, I still <laughs> love the smell of crab meat. I find it repulsive. I know you probably do. I just really, really enjoy it. I miss, I miss seafood so bad. Ugh. Well, the hairy crab is all yours. <laughs> okay. The last animal is called the hatchet fish. This is a bioluminescent little fish kind of like a firefly it's actually super cute it's the the reason i included it is because i was like this is cute like jackie's gonna love this fish oh look at its tiny lips (laughs) you saw the right hatchet fish right i don't know i just typed in hatchet fish make sure you type in hatchet fish mariana trench oh oh it's not cute (laughs) (laughs) actually you lied to me I want- this thing is like a gargoyle. I wanted you to think it was cute and then to look at it and be like, oh my God, it's hideous. Yo, 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 yo. I don't, I like, if I was in the company of this thing, I would shit my pants in the water. <laughs> it's, it is so scary looking. It's so scary. Its eyes are like, there are no pupils, <laughs> no pupils. They're just like sacks of jelly. And it's got like these crazy stone looking teeth. And uh, it's like gooey. Somehow it's gooey. <laughs> okay, I, I. It's hard because you know podcasts are like obviously like a listening platform. It's not like visual. But if anybody has the time, please Google. Don't do it. Hatchet fish, Mariana Trench. You have to be distinct that it's the Mariana Trench one because they are not like the cute hatchet fish that are in the rest of the ocean that's exactly right you have to be these are their hideous cousins <laughs> but very specifically specifically catered and evolved to you know living in, in the deep sea we don't this is why we shouldn't go there because everything that goes there ends up looking like this teethy pile of goo (laughs) yeah i mean think about that that's like one of the things too i'm like okay everything here has evolved to live here after you know hundreds and hundreds of years they're specifically evolved we are not you know we don't belong down there like Mm -mm, we don't i never want to go there i don't want to be surrounded by these are they pack animals oh wait wait fish don't swim in packs they swim in schools schools yeah schools 
Are there schools of these horrible fish? I don't know if they're school fish. I don't know. I hope they're not, because they're pretty gross. They kind of look solitary. They, look like they Well, no one want to hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. Ash. Thank you so much for teaching me about this. It was fascinating. I mean, it's like scary, but you know, I love that. Yep. Um, and... I, I I think I really hate hatchet fish. <laughs> well, you've never met a hatchet fish, so that's pretty speciest of you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might take the L on that one. You might. You might take the L. You just you're gonna hate it without even getting to know it. I can't get to know it. It's too sticky. <laughs> what if they're really good at like making casseroles and they can bring them over for a potluck dinner? But I don't want that that casserole because it's probably got fish goo in it. Fine. It was really fun teaching you about all of these wonderful things in the Marianas Trench. Even though they are. hate hatchet fish for no reason. <laughs> oh. Well, 